to tell you about what I believe that the Lord is doing in this hour. I'm going to tell you right now, there's nothing like being involved in the kingdom. There's nothing like being involved in the kingdom. Oh, I feel it coming on me. I'm going to tell you what I feel in the Holy Ghost, what I felt today. I didn't know how the Lord was going to bring it across, but obviously God's ways are higher and his thoughts are higher because there's no way you could have manufactured what he just did for the last 45 minutes to an hour. Only Jesus can do that. So I get out of the way and say, all right, Lord, now I can share it. God is ready to expand his kingdom in this area. God is ready to set cities on fire. God is ready to set communities on fire. God is ready for you to take this atmosphere to other places. It's the, the days of us only feeling this glory and feeling this atmosphere in the church building. Those days have got to end. We need to come and get it in here, but we got to take it out there. Because when we go out there, that's where you see them delivered on the streets. That's where you see them healed on the streets. Oh, I wish somebody believed it, but Mike, it's in the church. But no, he said, you need to go out. The harvest is ripe and ready. God is ready to expand his territory. He's ready to expand his kingdom. Somebody needs to start calling out Glen Burnie. Start calling out Pasadena. Start calling out Southern area. Start calling out Crofton in Annapolis. Start calling out those areas. The length of command. You need to start calling them all out because God's got his eyes on the city. He's trying to get the church to take its eyes off of the building and put their eyes on the field. Because what you feel in here, God is saying, I'm ready to expand the kingdom. I'm ready to exercise the kingdom. I'm ready to expand my, my work and my glory. I feel it on me. The devils don't like when you start talking about coming in their territory and taking dominion over them. Last night, yesterday, me and a group of young people, young adults, we went to Georgetown University and started and started binding and loosing and doing warfare and pushing back the enemy's camp. And I'm going to tell you what, if you want to experience the kingdom, you need to get involved with spiritual warfare. You need to get involved with going into the kingdom and talking to people about Jesus. You need to get involved with laying hands on the sick and seeing them recover. You need to get involved with demonstration in the streets, with taking out your guitar and singing and lifting up your voice. It's time, church, to expand the kingdom. It's time. I'm not talking about somebody coming to you and say, hey, brother, you're not called to such and such. No, I'm talking about you're in a prayer room and God starts speaking to you about a city that you live in and starts saying, I want you to walk these streets and begin to pray. I want you to knock these doors and begin to tell them about Jesus. I want you to begin to put flyers in. I'm not talking about a position. I'm talking about an apostolic authority. Oh, I feel it on me. I'm talking about an apostolic authority that goes into the cities, goes into the highways, goes into the byways. God is looking for his people to expand the kingdom. 
Most of you don't even know this, but we've had countless people receive the gift of the Holy Ghost in the last six weeks. And it's God just reminding us that it's time, reminding us that we need to go and start reaching some people, preaching like we've never preached, being bold like we've never been bold. I've seen Brother Lewis and his group doing things they've never done before. They're getting bold. They're going up to all these people and telling them about Jesus, telling them they need to be healed, standing on the side of the road with the Jesus sign. I'm talking about a church that has authority. Let's exercise the authority for the name. What you felt in this place, the gifts of the Spirit were activated and the anointing was flowing and the glory was so thick. God wants you to feel that at your job. He wants you to feel that in your school. He wants you to feel that when you're at a family gathering because there is something that happens when you just step out. My life was forever sealed for Jesus Christ when I saw my first friend receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. It wasn't my breakthrough at camp that said, oh, I'm sold out. Stay with me. It wasn't my breakthrough because watch, y'all, some of y'all get a breakthrough every time you come in here, but you're still not sold out. The breakthrough comes when you get involved with the kingdom. When you start seeing the loss through Jesus' eyes, he literally said, I have come to seek and to save the lost. He said, the whole purpose I came was to seek and save the lost. And it was when I saw my first friend lift his hands, a friend I played football with, two weeks after my breakthrough. I saw a young man with his hands lifted in the altar and tears flowing down his eyes. And he just had his head lifted up towards heaven. And the Lord just was moving upon him and he was speaking with other tongues as the Spirit gave the utterance. And he said, there is nothing I've ever experienced like this. When I saw a friend who was battered and broken by family situations and and just messed up with the world and literally so confused of what to believe, lift his head and tears flow down his eyes and him say I finally feel what I've been looking for I'm telling you what right now you get a hold of that you experience that you can't be stopped because you want to see every single person receive it I feel that authority on me I'm telling you what God wants to activate some stuff in this place but I'm going to keep talking for a minute There is nothing like going to a college campus or to a job and you start talking to somebody at the gym, wherever you are, at a lunch table, in the mall, and you start telling them about Jesus. You don't have to know everything in the book. You just need to know that Jesus loves them and what he did for you, you can try to help them get themselves. Never forget on the college campus, we were preaching the gospel. I feel an authority in this place. Preaching the gospel and some stuff was happening. And one girl raised her hand and said, I want the Holy Ghost. And she came, oh, you feel that? There's something in this place. My God. She said, I want the Holy Ghost. She comes up front. God fills her with the Holy Ghost. Another girl says, I want the Holy Ghost. She comes up front. But she goes to get the Holy Ghost. And she clutches over. She goes, there's something in my stomach. Something's happening to me. She said, there's something moving. I don't know what's happening. The Lord spoke and said, some devils go out by prayer and fasting. Do you believe this? Do you believe this? We told that young lady, 
She had family from Africa that were dabbled in witchcraft. So she had been connected and battled by this stuff. She lifted her hands. Brother Charlin was there. She lifted her hands and we commanded her to receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. And I'm talking about the moment we put our, our hand on her head. I'm talking about something came out and she began to speak with tongues. She received the gift of the Holy Ghost and God made her free. What would happen if you were on the job and you started talking about the gospel and somebody got delivered? My God, there's something moving in this place. There's an authority. There's an authority moving on the people for an impartation because God is ready to send some people into some places. It's okay to pray. There's something in here. There was nothing like looking at my friend sitting next to me in the car and telling him he could receive the Holy Ghost and just in a little four-door car lift his hands like this, can barely even lift his hands towards heaven. He has his hand hitting the front dash. Can't get it any higher. Big man. He said, just yield your tongue to God. And he was filled with the gift of the Holy Ghost in my car. Where's our faith? You see, the devil has tricked us and tried to tell us that it's too hard and they don't want it. That's because he knows the moment you step out, you're going to find out people really do want it. So as long as he can keep you held back from actually trying, he's got you right where he wants you and he's got them where he wants them. What would happen on the eastern shore, Brother Jason? We've been talking about it for years. When the people of God start shaking hell over on the eastern shore, I'm talking about a place that's been battled, that's had ruling spirits for a long time. Do you really think there's only going to be an Antioch Central, an Antioch West, and Antioch North? I don't think so. I could be wrong, but I think there's going to be an Antioch East. I believe there's going to be an Antioch South. I believe there's an... God's trying to expand the kingdom. He's trying to... You're, you're looking around saying, where's the apostles? Where's the prophets? You look in the mirror. You could be very so one of them. Let me, let me, let me put it like this. The Lord's been helping me with something. This church is in where? Arnold, right? Have you ever wondered why Arnold has such a high suicide rate? You ever wondered why there's so much darkness in the peninsula? I've talked to probably two or three people in, the, in recent weeks, or I would say maybe months. And every time I've talked to them, or these few people I talked to, there was this pattern. And the pattern was, I'm an atheist. Uh, yeah, where'd you go to high school? I went to Bronick High School. I'm an atheist. I don't believe in God. <laughs> Mockery. You see, when you establish a foothold in a church like this, you establish dominion and authority in a place like this, the enemy knows he can't penetrate inside, but he's going to do everything he can to get around it. He's going to do everything he can to set up forces right around the building. 
And in a city where the church is planted, God is saying, where are the people who will exercise my dominion and authority? Because just because the church is here doesn't mean we have the peninsula, doesn't mean we have everybody being free. Doesn't I'm talking about there's a spirit of depression and a hopelessness that has tried to wreck the Bronick Peninsula. And God is saying, where are the people of God that are going to wage war against that and push that back, that are going to start pushing those things back so we can see a break in the very place right outside the building. God's not only going to reach Glen Burnie. I know we feel very strongly about Glen Burnie, but we are right here in our backyard. We got depression and suicide and hopelessness. I'm calling them out because we've got to battle this thing and push it back. God wants to expand his kingdom. And he wants to impart it to us, to push us. I'm not, I know some of you might say, well, I'm not very evangelistic. Every single one of you have a place. Some of you have a place of teaching and training to impart to the next generation. I talked about uh, Mordecai and Esther and, and how critical it is for the, 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 the elder generation to pour into the younger. I've talked all about that because we will never go where we need to go if the unity does not happen upon the people where every person knows their place. A lot of us fall into this comparison trap where we're looking at other people and saying, oh, I wish I sang like that. Oh, I wish I could do that. I wish I could teach like that. I wish I, no, I wish you could just do and be who you're supposed to be. Because when the body of Christ finally understands its place and its purpose and that you were not put in your city or community by accident, but you were put there for a purpose, for a great purpose. We've already heard it a billion times. Gideon did not need 30,000 people. 30,000 men, he needed 300. How many people in Antioch Central? Huh? More than 300. What are, what are we waiting on? Oh, when God gives us this breakthrough of souls, then we're going to take this. No, when the people of God make up their mind, I'm going to see a breakthrough in my city. I'm going to see a breakthrough in my community. That's when the harvest happens. There is nothing like the kingdom. Nothing like being in fall with the kingdom. And I know you know that, Brother Lewis. That's why you're so fired up. Because you know there's nothing like looking at somebody and seeing tears in their eyes. Because they're in their 50s or 60s. I'll never forget it. Just being at Double T Diner, talking to a woman in her 70s who had tried everything. She went from being Jewish to other religions to even multiple denominations. And I just looked at her and something just pricked my heart and said, talk to her. I was with my cousin. We just began to talk to her about the gospel. She literally let somebody else take her shift because people are hungry. And she says, you know what? I'm going to sit here. I want to listen to what you have today. Have to say, I was some 20-year-old kid and some 70-year-old lady who had way more wisdom, way more experience, probably knew a whole lot more than me. But there was a hunger inside that said, there's something about this kid that I need to learn about. There's something I need to get out of this situation. Because hunger doesn't see any barriers. Hunger does not see age. Hunger does. As I began to talk to her about the gospel, she just had tears start running down her face. And she starts learning all about the Holy Ghost for two hours in a booth at Double T Diner. She said, somebody else take my shift. And she came up here. I believe Brother Shunt was preaching. She came right up to the altar, the very front with her hands raised like this. And the very next day, God filled her with the gift of the Holy Ghost. 
when we start stepping out and getting into this atmosphere and bringing people here and taking the atmosphere out there, cities begin to change. Some of you might not believe me when I say this, but I'm just going to say it. I really believe that you can change cities through prayer. I'm going to say, I know some of you might not believe it, but just hear me out. I, I can show you the text message. <laughs> Everybody wants proof. Um, at University of Maryland, we did so much warfare and, and binding and loosing and breaking and pushing things back that I lie not. It was in around 2012, 2012 when I first went there. They were the number 16 or 17 party school in the country massive party school when i when i went to school there i got my clock cleaned a lot of a lot of spiritual activity it was it was it was tough you know it was it was a battle some of you know what i'm talking i mean most of you know what i'm talking about there's a battle in your community and your in your job there's battles everywhere right well we went to this campus with the expectation that we're going to take the city we're going to take the campus for the name of jesus and we did a lot of warfare and prayer and pushing things back and we had a big breakthrough but this is what was so amazing about four years later about five years later a young man that I'm, oh, Dylan Nielsen, he, he came to me and he made a comment to me. He said, you know what, man? You want to hear something really interesting? He was just talking. He said, he said I got a friend who goes to, uh, uh, I think, Towson University. And he said, they went to the University of Maryland looking for a party and they couldn't find one. And I said, whoa, whoa, whoa. whoa. I was like, wait, wait. I went to school there and I, I wasn't partying, but I knew that there was a lot going on. Was, I promise, I promise. But I knew what it was like there. I went there. I saw a lot of stuff. You heard stuff. And I looked at the, the statistics in 2012. And um, I said, what do you mean there was no party there? And he goes, he said, dude, he said it was the most boring campus. I said, I said, really? University of Maryland? Hmm. And all of a sudden, the Lord prompted my spirit and said, check that statistic you looked at four years ago. Do you believe you can change cities? I'm talking about the God changing cities through you, not you, God doing it through you. Went back and looked at the same statistics. In four years, they went from the number 15, 16, 17, 18 party school to the number 49 in four years. And you're going to tell me that's a coincidence? You're going to tell me, oh, it just, uh, you know, they just got more academic. No. People of God began to pray and believe that God was going to release a harvest. And God started to release a harvest. And stuff was broken. And the atmosphere changed. Our problem is we struggle believing that the atmosphere can really change. The atmosphere began to change because we believed and we pressed and we went forward. I'm telling you, God is ready to expand the kingdom in this area through you. Not just through pastor, not just through brother Isaac, not just through brother Bray, not through just brother Bar, brother you, brother. No, he wants to do it through you. We've got to see ourselves the way God sees us and see the kingdom the way that God has placed us in the kingdom. We've got to expand the kingdom. I, I am challenging you that if you live in the Arnold area and the Lord releases you, I'm not telling you to go do something you're not supposed to do. Start praying against some of that stuff. Start pushing some of that stuff back. You're in Glen Burnie. Look, it's not that hard to discern different spirits and different things that are going on. A lot of stuff in the natural will tell you what's going on in the spiritual. 
The Bible says that all that's in the world is the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life. All that is in the world. Everything can be tied to the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, or the pride of life. Lust of the flesh, the bodily desires, the things the flesh wants, lust of the eyes, possessions, jealousy. I want this, I want this, I want this pride of life. Look at me, I don't need God. Everything can be. Now all these spirits are attached to all these different things and work underneath this whole operation. And all you got to do is begin to ask the Lord to help you to discern what is going on in your community. Because I'm telling you, the days of us just coming into prayer and just, oh, in the name of Jesus, break something, break something. It's The enemy is very strategic and God needs us to be strategic strategic you know when you're in the air force you don't just say well i hope we hit the enemy today no you say we better find the enemy or we're toast everything that battles us can be wrapped up in the lust of the flesh the lust of the eyes in the pride of the and the pride of life and that's the stuff that battles you and if you don't start breaking that stuff for yourself you're never going to break it for the city We have to discern what's coming against me. Is it sexual things? Is it uh, alcoholism? Is it laziness? Is it What is it that is battling my flesh? Am I hungry for money? Do I, am I greedy? Do I want a lot of possessions? Are the cares of this life and the riches of other things choking these things out? Lust of the eyes. Or is it the pride of life? I can do it myself. I don't need God. You know, I can make my own way. The Bible says in Genesis chapter 2, when she saw that the tree was good for food, pleasant to the eyes, and a tree to make one wise, she did eat. Is this okay? I, I just I feel to just go a few more minutes. Go to Genesis chapter 3. Brother, if you're tired, you've been up there a long time. Genesis chapter 3, watch this. Now the serpent, verse 1. Now the serpent was more subtle than any beast of the field which the Lord God had made. And he said unto the woman... Yeah, hath God said, you shall not eat of every tree of the garden. First, he attacks what God has said. Stay with me. We're almost done. He first attacked what God has said. Now, to you, that's not God saying, hey, don't eat of fruit. That's called this, the word of God. He attacks what God has said. Then it says, the woman said unto the serpent, we may eat of the fruit of the trees of the garden, but of the fruit of the tree, which is in the midst of the garden, God has said, you shall not eat of it, neither shall you touch it, lest you die. And the serpent said unto the woman, you shall not surely die. Now he's beginning to attack the consequences. First, he starts saying, did God really say this? Then he starts saying, did God really say that was the punishment in this? Is that really the consequence of this? No, come on. And then the Bible says, for God doth know in verse five, that the day you eat thereof, your eyes shall be opened and you shall be as God's knowing good and evil. He said, your eyes shall be opened." He said, God is holding things back from you. God just doesn't want you to be like him. Now, the funny thing was they couldn't have been any more like God. (laughs) They were made in his image. So really what was happening was the devil was trying to trick Adam and Eve to get what he wanted to be like God. He was taking something that was already like God and convincing them that they weren't like God so he could become like God. Because you see, he was after dominion. He was after authority. Oh, the devil's just trying to send us to hell. No, he's not. No, he's not. He's after the same thing he wanted in heaven to rule. He wanted dominion in heaven and he wants it here. 
Yeah, he wants to destroy your relationship, but that's not the only thing he's after. He's after dominion. Now watch. When the woman saw that the tree was good for food, pleasant to the eyes, and a tree to be desired to make one wise, she took of the fruit and did eat and gave also unto her husband with her, and he did eat. I want to help you for a second. I feel to just share this before we come to a close. God gave Adam and Eve dominion and relationship. He gave them relationship to walk in the cool of the day. He gave them dominion to rule and to reign in the garden, to rule the the fowls of the air, the beasts of the field, all of that, and to take care of the garden and to rule and to have dominion. And Satan came and tried to break the relationship and steal their dominion the same way he always comes to us. First, he questions God's word. Then he starts to question God's consequences. And then he starts to question God's motive. And when we start listening, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life opens us up to to eat. In other words, the Bible has taught us to be obedient to the word of God, the will of God, and the plan of God. That's your, your garden to walk with God is just to be obedient, to be obedient to this book. That's the commands of God. You will rule in, you will rule in dominion and walk in relationship. If you obey this book, these are your commands. So the devil shows up to try to take your dominion or should I say, just extinguish it because he's got dominion. The way that the, The way you lose obedience or the way you lose dominion is through disobedience. The way you gain it's through obedience. Just because you come to church doesn't mean you have a lick of dominion. Dominion is from obedience. But the devil comes for the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life. What does that look like? It looks like entertainment. It looks like drugs. It looks like alcohol. It looks like relationships. Lust of the flesh. He comes with more money, better career, more more feathers in my cap, lust of the eyes. He comes with the pride of life position and feeling like I've attained something. And he comes with these temptations to try to subtly take your dominion. And he tries to get you to be disobedient by falling to the lust of the flesh or the lust of the eyes or the pride of life or all the above. But it's not obvious. It's subtle. What happened a lot in the natural in the Old Testament now happens for us in the spiritual. A lot of this stuff happens in our mind and our heart. The Bible says if you look upon a woman and you lust after her, then you've committed adultery in your heart. If you hate your brother, then you have murdered him in your heart. So the, adam, the enemy is not always so concerned about the outside. He's concerned about getting on in the inside. He wants to win the battle in the secret place on the inside of your heart, on the inside when nobody's watching. Because Samson lost all authority and power because he surrendered the secret place. You can be powerful for a time, but if you surrender your secret place, it's only a matter of time before you lose it all. So the enemy comes, and I, it's funny, I was thinking about this morning. It's interesting how you see the progression, lust of the flesh, lust of the eyes, of pride of life. And yes, everybody is battled with it. But if you look at it, it's really interesting. Young people are extremely battled with the lust of the flesh. 
the middle, midlife, uh, 20, more 30s to 50 is seriously the lust of the eyes. I want to make more money. I want to get a better career. And then you got the 50s, 60s, 70s. Oh, I've, I've, I've accomplished a lot. I've been a pride of life. I, you know, I, I'm a man. I'm a woman. I've done, I've done some stuff. It's interesting how you see the progression, but it all works together. But where is it that the enemy is battling you? And what are you not identifying that's taking your dominion? The Bible says in Genesis chapter 22 that when Abraham took Isaac up on the mountain, if you look, there's four promises that God gave Abraham that he said, I'm going to bless you. Your sea's going to be like the stars in the sky and the sand on the seashore. He says all these things, but he doesn't say this part until the fourth promise. On the fourth promise, he says, in your seed shall possess the gates of your enemy. But he didn't say that until he saw that Abraham was willing to sacrifice Isaac. Or in other words, until he was ready to see that Abraham was willing to be obedient. When he saw Abraham was willing to be obedient, then he said, I'm giving you dominion. Every day we wake up, we have got to discern the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life. First John chapter 3 talks all about, or First John chapter 2 says, love not the world. Verse 15, neither the things that are in the world. If any man love the world, the love of the Father is not in him. All that is in the world, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life is not of the Father, but of the world. And the world passeth away, and the lust thereof, but he that doeth the will of God abideth forever. We're either loving him or we're lusting for the world. You can't have both. If we're going to take these cities, we're going to take these communities for the name of Jesus and see people delivered. If we can't get free of our own lust of the flesh and lust of the eyes and the pride of life, how are you going to help somebody else get free of it? God is calling this church to places that we've never been before. I know you saw great things in the 80s and 90s and 70s, but Bishop Wright has said himself, Pastor Wright has, Brother Shelton, everybody has said, we are going to go into places we've never been before. If you believe it, then you've got to begin to identify what is taking your dominion. What is causing you to eat from the fruit of disobedience? What desire? What lust, what aspiration, what part of your iniquity and will is keeping you from your relationship with God and dominion to see his kingdom expanded? Because God wants to give what we felt in this place all the time, all over the place. He wants to do this, but he can only do it through people who are willing to be obedient and not surrender to the adversary. Because when we surrender to him in disobedience, he's ruling. When we're living in obedience, we're ruling. You're either in disobedience and he's ruling, or you're in obedience and you're ruling, with Christ ruling through you. Is there any cities, is there any communities, any neighborhoods that God has put in your mind tonight, today? Any people that you've thought about that's like, you know what, I'd love to see them get saved. I'd love to see them change. I'd love to see them free. It's time for us to walk in kingdom authority. It's funny because as soon as the adversaries, you start to defeat the lust of the flesh, then he comes with the lust of the eyes. He switches. He's a shapeshifter. I had a young man call me. He said, man, I've really gotten through some stuff. Watch, watch this. I need to share this. I've really gotten through some stuff. I've really battled some stuff. And I know about his battles, lust of the flesh. I've gotten through it, but... 
since I've gotten through it, I've been sitting in church like, I don't want to be here. I got all these strong feelings. I don't want to be here. I don't want to be in the house. And I said, okay, do you know what's happening? He said, no. I said, the enemy, it's the same. I said, it's the same hook, just different bait. <laughs> same hook, different bait. Don't think, oh, well, because I got over that. Now I'm getting, oh, this just must be me. No, he's a shapeshifter. He changes. If he can't get you right here, he'll try to get you right here. We've got to identify our enemy or we will not see anything happen. God is ready to use us as a body to break in. I believe, I told pastor this, I said, pastor, I really believe there's something very significant that's going to happen in January 2021, meaning it's the start of something. And I think it's happening already, but I just think that we're going to be hitting on all cylinders. It's going to be something very significant. But now we've got to prepare. We've got to start identifying. We've got to wake up and say, I'm not listening to that. I'm not talking to that. You see, if Eve just didn't talk to her, the lust of the flesh and the lust of the eyes, then pride of life wouldn't have had as much power over her. But she decided to listen to a voice that was not of God. She began to listen to a voice that challenged the word of God. Listen to a voice that challenged the consequences and God's motive. If you'd stop listening to that voice and tell that voice to be quiet, it would not have as much power or it wouldn't be able to infiltrate you so much through your flesh, your eyes, and your pride. Can we all stand? I want us to pray. And I believe that the Lord wants to remind us of cities, remind us of places, remind us of where we're at. I know we slowed way down from where we were, but we had to talk about a few things here because I believe that God's going to bring discernment, identification. He's going to bring understanding to the things that you're battling. We felt the authority in here just a few moments ago. God is saying, I am ready to release my authority and my power. But you've got to first identify what is battling you and identify what is fighting you. Let's pray for a minute. Lord, I believe you want to expand territory through this church, God. And I believe the enemy has battled some people's minds and hearts very strongly it has come against your people because the enemy knows that if he can just get us to be disobedient if he can get us to fall get us to stop paying attention to the word and and slip up a little bit then we start to lose on our relationship start to lose out on some of the dominion that you have for us come on let's pray for just a moment i know that you are pretty exhausted you prayed a lot but i believe that god wants to stir up some giftings he wants to stir up some callings god is the bible says to stir up the gift he told timothy stir up the gift stir up the gift in the name of Jesus Christ. There are people like the man from Macedonia that says, please come. And Jesus is saying there's much people in this city. There's much people in this city. That hopelessness, that depression, that suicide is not going to wreak havoc on the Bronick Peninsula like it has in the past. We're going to be the people of God. We're going to break into areas around D.C., College Park, Silver Spring. We're going to see areas in PG County set on fire by the name of Jesus. Anne Arundel County will never be the same. We're going to expand territory like never before. But God needs the people to pay attention, to identify, to know what they're battling.
Lord, loose your spirit, God. Go before them, beside them, and behind them. Direct them, God. Direct them, God. I pray that tomorrow morning when they wake up, you're going to begin to put people's faces in their mind. I pray in the name of Jesus that when they wake up, God, you're going to put cities and towns and neighborhoods in their mind. I pray in the name of Jesus. Come on, I feel it. I pray in Jesus' name that you'd open our understanding, that you'd open our eyes to see the lost, the broken, the hurting, and that when the battle begins to ensue in the garden of our bedroom that we will tell the adversary you will not stop me today I will walk in kingdom dominion I will walk with authority I'm going to break, bring havoc on the enemy's camp Come on, there's an authority. Father, impart it to them. Impart it to them. Impart an authority. Impart, impart a faith. Impart a faith to go forth. God is going to use you to take territory. It could just be in your neighborhood, but that is a big thing. That's a big deal. Your neighborhood matters. Your neighborhood matters. Your friends and your family matter. It's time for you to reach for them like never before and pray for them like never before. Go ahead and grab your neighbor's hand and let's pray as a body as we come to a close. Let's pray as a body that, God, we want to see a harvest in this city. God, we want to see a harvest in these cities. We want to see your kingdom expanded. We want to see your dominion established. Come on, just because Bishop Wright and the generation before us bound the Prince of Annapolis and Anne Arundel County and the Maryland doesn't mean that we can't, that we can just sit back. We've got to exercise our authority. We've got to exercise our dominion. We've got to take it to a next level. There's been some places that have seen spirits come back seven times stronger because we haven't been exercising. But today, today, the rest of this year into next year, we're going to start lifting our eyes to the city. We're going to lift our eyes to the city. Come on, pray for your city. Pray for your family that's in that city, in that neighborhood. Come on, pray. Let the anointing and the impartation come upon you. God is stirring up the gift. Come on, Timothy, stir up the gift. Stir up the gift. Stir up the gift. Stir up the gift. Come on, there's an abundance of rain. The harvest we've seen up to this point, the soul is nothing compared to what God wants to do on the college campuses, in the high schools, in the neighborhoods, in our families. Come on, these ruling spirits are quaking when you pray. These ruling spirits are scared to death when the people of God use their authority. They are scared of you. I'm talking about spirits of depression being scattered. I'm talking about spirits of fear being broken. Spirits of suicide being sent into the pit. I'm talking about spirits of alcoholism. Spirits of drunkenness. I'm talking about spirits. Come on, in the name of Jesus Christ. Speak to the mountains. Speak to the spirits. Tell them they no more have authority in your neighborhood. They no more have authority over your household. They no more have authority in your city. Come on, that's it. I feel it. There's something happening. You got to pray. Pray it through. Pray it through. Exercise dominion. Exercise dominion. In the name of Jesus Christ. Ready. Pour it out, God. Pour it out, God.
for just one more moment. I'm going to give Brother Stephen Lennicamp the mic and he's going to help us pray some stuff through. I want us to pray some stuff through as we come to an end here. I, I believe that God wants to break some stuff and push some stuff back through you. We're going to just pray for just one more moment. Brother Stephen Lennicamp is going to pray this thing through. Come on, something's coming in the building. We're not just we're not just praying and wasting time. We're not just speaking into the air. There is something that's moving into this building. Oh lomo kula la masata ye la mala la la masata. Oh lomo lomo mo lomo mo salamata na 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 masata. Iyo lomo kula la 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 masata la 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 masata ye la la mata. Oh lomo kula la 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 masata. Iyo lomo masata. In Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, I pray a boldness over everyone in this room. A boldness that they're going to take out of this building so that we don't just come into this building and pray and have a good time, but the boldness over the people so as they go home to their houses and they go home to their work and they live their lives that they not just be Sunday that they not just be Sunday 
Christians or Thursday Christians, but Christians every day, 24 hours a day, in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Let a boldness come over the people so that they rise up. And they rise up in their communities. And they rise up on their workplaces in their in places that they shop, at places that they eat, at places that they walk, at places they exercise. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Let that fire, that Holy Ghost fire rest upon them. Fire shut up in their bones that they cannot help but spread. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name, I come against everything that would war against their minds, that would hold them back. In Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, let the fire be released. In Jesus' name. Oh, Come on, receive that in Jesus' name. Receive that in Jesus' name. God is trying to stir up his authority, his boldness. He's trying to release it upon us. Just receive it in Jesus' name. Receive it in Jesus' name. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Mm. There's an authority in here. In the name of Jesus, 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 Father, loose it, God. Loose the boldness, the impartation upon us to walk in kingdom authority today. We receive it in the name of Jesus to walk in your authority and walk in your dominion. God, to shake cities, to shake towns, to shake the areas that you have placed our feet, God. For every every job we walk on, every place we set our feet, we take it for the kingdom in the name of Jesus. Come on, everywhere you place your feet everywhere you place your feet everywhere you place your feet you are taking the land in the name of jesus christ i feel it in this place i feel that authority resting upon your heart receive the impartation in jesus name it's not coming from a man it's coming from god there's an impartation of boldness in jesus name lift your hands and receive it in this place lift your hands and receive it in the name of jesus hallelujah my God, my God, my God, my God, my God. We're going to walk with boldness. We're going to walk with authority. We're going to speak to those things that are not as if they already are. We're going to speak to those things that are not as if they already are. Oh, God, I wish you lift up your voice. Come on, I know we're coming to a close, but just lift up your voice. Lift up your voice. There's an authority in this place. Lift up your voice. Lift up your voice. Yeah, yeah, Moshatayaka. My God, my God, my God. Something's in this place. There's an authority. God is equipping you, empowering you. He's sending the people. He's sending the people. There's an authority. 
Oh my God. Lift your voice. Come on, lift up your voice. If you got to shout, lift up your voice. There's something happening. Come on, we speak to South County. We speak to Glen Burnie. We speak to Pasadena. We speak to Annapolis. We speak to it. Come on, speak to your area. Speak to those things that are not as if they already are. Speak to them in the name of Jesus. Speak to them. Expand the kingdom. Expand the kingdom. Come on. You don't even have to make a lot of noise. You just got to use your voice. You got to use your mouth to exercise authority. Speak to the mountain. Speak to the mountain. Come on, there's something happening in this place. I know we've been here a while, but God's not done. I know God's still doing something. We might as well step in. We might as well break through. We might as well speak to the mountain. Come on, speak to the mountain. Speak to the mountain that's been attacking your home. Speak to the mountain that's been holding up your neighborhood. You got a drug problem in your neighborhood? Speak to it. You got a got an unnatural affection problem in your area speak to it speak to everything that would try to come against the name of jesus you got a lot of adultery in your area speak to it in jesus name you got a lot of oppression depression speak to it in the name of jesus there's an impartation of boldness that has been released in this house thank you jesus thank you Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Yeah, it's not just about this moment. It's about when you wake up tomorrow. It's when you step back, feet, you put your feet back in your neighborhood. You get out of your, you get out of your house to go to your car. This is about what you'll be speaking during the day at night, which you'll be speaking in your bedroom. This is not just about this moment, but it's about us stepping into kingdom authority. Go ahead and clap your hands to God. If you believe the Lord is stirring up some things in your heart to send you to do a great work in your community. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. The Lord is trying to tell us that it's time to expand the kingdom. And he started in the beginning of this whole thing by releasing the glory so powerfully. So we could deal with some stuff in us. And that he could remind us of what he wants to send all throughout this area. He wants to send this thing all throughout this area. Who is going to pray bold prayers this week? Who's going to step out and talk to a neighbor? Who's going to call a family member? Who's going to tell somebody about Jesus this week? Because it's time to walk in obedience. When you walk in obedience, you walk in dominion. When you get walk in disobedience, you're surrendering your dominion. And here's the thing, so you don't beat yourself up. Here's the thing so you don't beat yourself up. If you do walk in disobedience and start, just ask the Lord for forgiveness. He gives mercy. You're right back in the garden. You've been restored. The mercy, the blood, it works. Doesn't matter. You're not done because your mistakes is not over. He loves you. You're powerful, and he's going to use you. I'm telling you guys, I really believe the Lord wants to do a great work the end of this year, going into the end of this year. What Brother Hurt did was prepare us to help us to get us ready to go sent into all places, sent into the utter places of Anne Arundel County and all the other counties we're in, South County, PG County. 
Baltimore County, the Lord is about to do a great work. Does anybody believe that? Clap your hands one more time to the Lord if you're thankful for what he did, especially earlier tonight. Amen. In Jesus' name. Love you guys very much. You're dismissed.